This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from Las Vegas, Spencer Linton, and from Studio B, Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B and Studio Orleans in Vegas. As mentioned, I am Jerem Jordan. He is Spencer Linton. Great to have you with us. Spencer, you're always a guy that's willing to get up some shots if you need to get them up. No question, Jerem. I'm just waiting for the time that uh, you rebound for me like Tyler Hawes was rebounding for you last night after the show. Hey, you, were, you guys were playing late in Studio A or wherever you were, Studio C. I'm not even sure where that is. Yeah, A, a and uh, yeah, just, just hanging out, getting a couple shots up. That rim's like totally not 10 feet, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, Tyler, Tyler tweeted, uh, you know, hopefully Jerem will rebound for me, let me shoot. And I said, uh, Tyler, you got a lot of shots at BYU, so it's, uh, yes, he did. it's, it's someone else's turn. <laughs> he was a great Keep rebounder. Keep the hoop up. I want to come back and play, man. Yeah, Keep it up. It's kind of fun. We didn't do a demonstration in there last night, but I think we will today. Um, and okay. and hopefully Tyler will will dunk in dress shoes, but I don't, I don't know if it's conducive for that. But this is my double <laughs> Euro travel. That's what I call that. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I you're work. James Harden. Yeah, I call it to Harden. That's right. Uh, and then I have a step back no. as well, where I kind of it's like a boot scoot boogie to the uh, right side from the left. But anyway, yes, yes. Okay, yes. here's the show lineup. The latest from practice three of fall uh, fall camp. I wish spring ball. And the stat that makes us wonder if BYU was one of the most talented teams in the West last season in football. The latest Colin Cowherd comment on Zach Wilson. It's fun. Someone's saying something every day, right? We'll chat with Mark Pope and Shaley Gonzalez as we get ready for semifinal Monday. And can the men's team get up to a five seed in March Madness? We'll discuss. But first, today's headlines. BYU spring football, as you mentioned, Jerem rolls on. Quarterback Baylor Romney says the team's chemistry on offense is progressing nicely at this juncture. They're playing fast and that this quarterback competition elevates the level of everyone's play in practice. Tight end Isaac Rex has been a bright spot. His focus is on becoming not just a red zone target for the quarterbacks, but an all-around tight end. On the other side of the ball, defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki spoke about the importance of having an extra set of eyes helping out with that defensive effort. On the defensive side, um, you know, I had I, I'd never really realized um, how much we were missing out. It's We always felt like we were doing a good job with four coaches and kind of battling and wanted the offense to have those six coaches so they can be successful. And But uh, having, five, having five coaches on our side has been, has been refreshing and, and uh, I'm really happy with the way that it's going right now. Understandably so. A draft note, Zach Wilson remains the projected second overall pick in Todd McShay's latest mock draft going to the New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We'll see if that happens coming up uh, later in the month uh, of April. Number two men's volleyball swept Concordia Irvine, winning by 17 total. Zach Eschenberg matches career high, 16 kills on 469 hitting percentage. Only one air. The Cougars play at USC tonight. Hey, three members of BYU track and field, a couple of athletes and one coach pick up some Mountain Region awards. Courtney Wayman won the Mountain Region Women's Track Athlete of the Year. Zach McHorter won the Men's Field at Track and Field Athlete of the Year. And Mark Robison is the Men's Assistant Coach of the Year. Congratulations to all three of those people. Number 11 gymnastics at number 2 Oklahoma today where the wind comes rolling down the plains. BYU top 10 in bars, floor, and beam right now. 
And BYU softball and baseball in the middle of competition. Uh, let's recap what happened. Softball split two games at the DiMarini Invitational. They lost to Stanford, but picked up a dramatic win over Cal. Riley Jensen hit a walk-off home run to beat Cal 8-7. BYU baseball, meanwhile, dropped the first game of a three-game series against 20th-ranked Oregon State. A pitcher's duel, one nothing. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. We're nine days away from Selection Sunday. Can you believe it? There's still work to do for the men's basketball team and certainly the women. Let's focus on the men for a moment. The Cougars prepare for Pepperdine, Pacific, or Santa Clara on Monday in the West Coast Conference semifinal. And beyond that, we'll see what the Cougars get in terms of seeding. Latest projections have BYU at a 7 or 8 seed, depending on who you ask. So, Spencer, do you feel like the Cougars' stock is still rising? Yeah, it's been interesting to watch BYU kind of make this move up all of those metrics, playing really limited games, but all of these other teams across the country in the top 25 of the major metrics kind of been beating each other up. There have been some losses, a lot of shuffling. So I've watched BYU go from the first eight seed and 29 on Lenardi's S-curve to 25, back down to 28, and now the Cougars are again at 25, which would be the first seven seed. So it, the trend is is good for BYU. I have no reason to think that the stock isn't continuing to rise. Now if BYU can just take care of business on a neutral site on Monday night in the semifinal, probably against Pepperdine, then maybe that's enough to show the committee that, hey, that loss at Pepperdine was a fluke. If BYU wins dominantly against Pepperdine in Vegas – then who knows? Maybe that jumps them up to one of the final six seeds. And then depending on what they do against Gonzaga, we'll see. I mean, you would think that a win over the only undefeated team in the country, while it seems highly improbable and unlikely, you never know. It's March. We've seen crazier things happen, especially with BYU and Gonzaga in that rivalry series. Maybe BYU could jump up to a five seed, which is just wild. That said, Jeremiah, you and I have talked a lot about that 5-12 matchup for good reason. Maybe BYU doesn't want to be a 5 seed, and they should just kind of hope for a 6 and, and stick with that. But certainly the stock continues to rise for the Cougars. Yeah, and I don't see Gonzaga being challenged for a while. I mean, it might be a couple rounds of the NCAA tournament, let alone the West Coast Conference tournament. So I, I think if BYU can win the semifinal, and again, it's, to some Cougar fans, they're like, dude, Pepperdine's a bad loss. No, it's not. It's a quad two. The committee does not see that as a bad loss. BYU fans do because they're like, we should beat everybody but Shay Shaga convincingly. That's not true. Like, <laughs> BYU loses a couple sometimes, whatever. You know what Mark Pope hasn't done? He hasn't lost a quad three or four. And the committee can quantify a bad loss by those, and he doesn't have one. So everything's good, man. Everything's good. Uh, BYU, I think, would be fine as a 7. I just don't want an 8-9. 6 would be awesome. 5 feels like a stretch right now because the expectation isn't to beat Gonzaga. The team should go for that, sure. But come on, man. They went undefeated. They're the number one team. Like, it's totally unrealistic and nearly impossible. If it happens, it'd be amazing and we'd celebrate it forever. But if it doesn't, it's the status quo. It's okay. So resume update. BYU up to 19 in the net, which is just fantastic. Ken Palm at 22. BPI uh, 28. KPI 8, which makes no sense. Throw out the high there. That's just, what? (laughs) Uh, Strength of record, 21. Strong schedule. And Sagarin, 23. 
You're just in a great spot, man. Great spot. I'm super happy about what's going on here. BYU gets six. That's fantastic. Even better than a seven. Yes. Just avoid eight nine. Just avoid eight nine and Yoastoy and happy un happy camper. Okay? That's all. It feels like BYU will avoid the eight nine as long as they just win on Monday. Like that that feels I think like so. the key. even if it's close. Just you win, you win the semifinal, you play Gonzaga again. If you lose, it feels like that is the cutoff. That BYU absolutely will be at least a seven seed if they just win on Monday night. Isn't it weird? It was weird yesterday seeing Lenardi had Utah State and Duke as some of the first teams out. I'm like Duke. He's better than Duke this year. That's fantastic. And and Kentucky and Kentucky and a bunch of and North Carolina and a bunch of blue bloods. So it's a great year. We're going to talk to Mark Pope coming up a little bit later as well about. When they leave for Vegas and what's going on, and uh, you know, there's there's a lot to discuss. But yeah, six would be awesome. Seven's great. No eight nine, please. <laughs> All right, on to topic two: basketball out, football in, and uh, we've been paying very close attention to not just Zach Wilson, but also the group of his teammates that have received NFL Combine invites. Six total for BYU this year, which is just unbelievable. And their season was unbelievable, so maybe uh, there's some correlation there. Jerem, yes. uh, compared to the Pac-12, BYU had the second most combine invites. At USC, I think, had seven. They had the most. So does that mean BYU was the second most talented team if they were in a hypothetical Pac-12 last year? Yeah, you see uh, BYU tied with Oregon with six invitees, and then Stanford had five, despite not, you know not being terribly good. Um Yes and no. Yes and no. Talent's pretty subjective unless it isn't. So let's talk about where it's quantified, where talent is quantified. Recruiting rankings, typically doesn't do well there. Uh, NFL combine invites is one, as you mentioned, yet that's only those who are going to the NFL. So that does not typically include your freshmen, sophomores, and juniors that, you know, didn't declare, right? You have to play three years out of high school. Um, The other is NFL draft picks. The other is NFL roster guys, meaning undrafted guys. BYU has talent. Is it one of the most talented in the West with the Pac-12 and the Mountain West? Like, yeah, probably middle of the pack. What BYU does better, though, than a lot of schools is develop said player. Um, a lot of players in BYU history came in and were not heralded. Was Ty Detmer a five-star guy? No, he won the Heisman. Like, there, Dennis Pitta, who, you know, I uh, have a rivalry with. Walk on, Chad Lewis. Walk on. Those guys were guys that... Helped get teams to Super Bowls. In Dennis's case, won one, right? Chad catches a game-winning pass in an NFC title game. So, like, Zach Wilson came in as a three-star. He's going to be a top-five pick. Um, BYU has good coaching. BYU has good enough facilities. And they have a great culture of hard work and development. That, to me, is awesome. Trust me, I want both talent and all the stuff I just listed. But uh, BYU does a really nice job of developing its players. Isn't it interesting how a phrase or a word can change the entire dynamic of when you're comparing one team to another or a conference to BYU? Because yeah, the talent, you look at what USC recruits on an annual basis and you're like, well, yeah, they should have seven combine invites when they have that many five-star and four-star players on a consistent basis. So for BYU to be a team that doesn't pull in a ton of four stars and rarely the five star, to have six, that, that, that is saying something to the development for sure and the staff and everything that went into uh, BYU's success last year. And they, they deserve to be commended for that. Um, 
what what will be interesting to see is what BYU does moving forward. Uh, I mean, you put them in the Pac-12 last year. I think they probably win the Pac-12 they, with Zach Wilson and his meteoric rise. Like that—that that was a really amazing BYU football team. But being the best team doesn't necessarily mean you have the most talent right. on your side. What does BYU bring back next year? Like, I'll be interested to see what they what they put in the NFL Combine next year. And you know, just a few names off the top of my head that uh, I just jotted down: James Empey, Tyler Algier, Gunnar Romney, Chaz Ayu, Peyton Wilgar. If BYU could have three combine invites next year a season after they had six then then the cougars are headed in the right direction jaron because we're we've become accustomed to one and sometimes maybe no invites yeah. in the combine coming from provo yes and listen that stuff matters and again this is a principle that just bugs me hey when something's negative or inconvenient we dismiss it or ignore it no 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 you embrace it and you change it and in the case of BYU football, I do feel like this year was an outlier in every way, shape, and form. Not only COVID, but like BYU didn't play any Power Fives, took advantage. That wasn't BYU's fault. Took advantage. Uh, when you win, you get noticed. That's not just Zach Wilson. That goes all the way down to Kairos Tonga. It's going to go all the way down to Troy Warner and Isaiah Kafusi getting a shot in, in camps with somebody, right? It, because those guys aren't likely to be drafted. Um, and it's, that's okay. But embrace it. And change it. So hopefully the next couple of years, like you said, hey, BYU's on the radar. And it's you can be on a bad team and still get drafted. Like Connecticut has produced NFL players. They're a terrible football program. But so so it's a somewhat individual thing. It's like cross country or golf. Like you play in this team context, but you're also trying to thrive individually later in, in football to get to the NFL. And and Michael Davis didn't even start a senior year, but he's still over Diane Gunwoloku and he's in the NFL. So BYU is getting NFL talent, continue to develop. If it doesn't come through the draft, that's okay. BYU has a bunch of undrafted guys. Look at Taysom Hill. Like Taysom, everybody knows Taysom Hill's name. Dude wasn't drafted, coming off a, a elbow injury. It's all good, man. It's all good. And that brings us to our question of the day. Should BYU getting multiple NFL combined invitees be the expected standard going forward? Let's hear from you and Voice of the Nation. This is... The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Ben Peterson on Twitter. It should be. If they want to stay competitive, they need to have multiple players at the Combine every year. This is also uh, this will also get the attention of recruits and can be a self-sustaining cycle. Yeah, I think it's an issue if BYU doesn't have multiple invitees to the, to the uh, Combine. I think that's a problem. They're good enough. And the five guys I just rattled off right there, there are more uh, in, in this current roster that are going to be NFL people. But I'm just looking at guys that probably will make the jump next year. Like I, BYU should be in a position where they're good enough to produce multiple combine invites for the next at least three to four years. Like that, The offensive line, that alone, Jerem, seems to have changed the whole dynamic of this thing. Can they continue to recruit at that level up front? Because if they can, then that means great things for BYU football on all accounts. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, is Zach Wilson a prodigy or is he more of a project in the NFL? In our biased opinion, I think I know what we're going to say. And Mark Pope joins us. What's the COVID testing schedule? When are the Cougars going to Vegas? Can this team get a five seed? Many questions, hopefully many answers. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Coverage of the 2021 West Coast Conference Tournament continues today on BYU TV with two more elimination games. We tip things off at 2 Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific with Portland and the LMU, followed by Pacific and St. Mary's at 5 p.m. Eastern. Watch the women's bracket reveal and movement live on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. Spencer Linton is in Vegas. I'm Jerem Jordan in Provo, and Mark Pope is across the street in Provo as well, but he'll be in Vegas in a couple of days. Let's bring him in. The pride of Bellevue, Washington, and Newport High School, BYU head coach. Mark Pope on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Mark, Washington's a wonderful spot, right? Hey, I'm telling you what, just looking at you guys, I can see the glow in your eyes, the sparkle of your face. <laughs> it's March, boys. You can tell. It's just looking at you. It is it's March. March. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And uh, I'm going to miss sort of the, the being in the Orleans this year. But there's no fans. It's going to be different. Everyone's been playing this way, Mark. But um, what is the plan for your team in terms of traveling to Vegas for the tournament? Yeah, we're, we're going to go in Sunday night as late as we can and and uh, just keep our trip as short as possible, uh, you know, hopefully playing two games uh, and just go um, just get in and, and hopefully win and get out. Coach, I fulfilled my Gene Hackman role from Hoosiers. I measured the rims. They're at precisely 10 feet. <laughs> the free throw line is at 15 feet. Uh, if you recognize, those are the exact dynamics that you practice on every day. So if you need me to walk through any of the other court measurements with you when you get down there, I'm happy to do that. I'll tell you guys, it's interesting. So uh, this may be interesting and it may not, but um, way more inter- interesting to us than, than the 10-foot the measurement the lighting in the gyms is always uh, something that I'm really sensitive to. Sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll, when we travel uh, on the road, we'll always go to the gym the night before a la Coach Rose. Uh, that was kind of his deal. We'll go smell the gym, and um, guys will shoot for a little while, and then we'll come back in the morning for shoot-around. And, and I'm not worried about anything when we walk in that gym other than that we have all the game lights on uh, because I think the lighting is – something that affects guys a lot and so uh, that's what will be sensitive uh, spence i need you to make sure that we get in there monday morning the, the lights are exactly game lights Let, let's i'm talk- on it i'm on it right now yeah and, and let's talk about something that um you do that's unique in practice that we've been privy to um which is and are you still doing it this year because i haven't been to a practice here where you want to focus on free throw shooting and, and you have complete silence are you still doing that yeah, we do that every shoot-around. Uh, so day of game, every time we get in the gym in the morning, uh, at the end of our shoot-around, we go through the same thing every single You know, we're very regimented. And we'll do five minutes of free throw shooting at both sides. And um, we're pretty uh, demanding that there is not a sound in the entire gym. We'll ask all the media people, concessions people, everybody. Uh, our, our staff does a great job of making everybody aware of that request. That it's absolutely silent. And on the rare occasion where there's some speaking high up in the rafters, I kind of lose my mind, and then there's no silence in the gym for a second. That, that didn't um, happen last year, did it? <laughs> <laughs> we usually have one time a season, and then and then it, then it works out the rest of the way. But uh, it just is it's something that we think is really sacred to our preparation. And um, it might be the only time in my guys' lives, their 24-7 life, it might be the only time where – where they're just sitting in complete silence uh, with the exception of a ball and uh, hearing it go through the net and bouncing on the floor and kind of thinking about the game. So it's something we take really seriously. Oh, we know firsthand. Coach, it, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's been an unbelievable ride. 
uh, for BYU basketball this season, to say the least. I mean, it's, it's been so much fun to watch what you've been able to cobble together after losing so much talent last year. And now you're back in a position where you're going to make the NCAA tournament. It's just a matter of what your seeding is and what your matchup is right now uh, based on these uh, final few games. But I know a lot of attention, understandably, has been put on traveling and safety and making sure that you get those seven negative tests in a row. So what's the plan for BYU basketball in that regard to make sure you get down to Vegas, take care of business, and then get to Indianapolis all ready to go? Yeah, so we've reduced our travel party significantly. Uh, Normally when we get to the postseason, you guys know me, I'm trying to bring everybody on the plane. Right, and you're on the plane, and you're on the plane, and, and unfortunately, uh, because of COVID, we've had to shut that down. So now it's we're down to bare bones. I usually like to get to Vegas a day or two early, um, so the guys can kind of get their feet under them. We're not doing that. We're going to come just uh, literally just the night before the semifinal game, um, and we're going to, uh, you know, uh, we usually like to try and get out and about. We're doing none of that um, because it is such a priority. Uh, you know, along with that, we had a, a huge, um, a very, a very focused meeting uh, this Monday night on our COVID protocols. Went over them again with our guys and urged them to take the utmost care. And those COVID protocols include, uh, you know, uh, us coaches being incredibly careful when we leave the office at our home. So Leanne is quarantined, be in the basement. Uh, and, and that's just how we're living right now, trying to make sure that we're safe to get to these games. Hey, whatever it takes, right? Do you need to start doing those seven negative tests? Like, you have to have seven negative tests before you go to Indy. Is that something you're starting today or tomorrow? Yeah, so we're not. We're, we're testing three times PCR this week, and then our, our seven days of testing. So we, we test as soon as we get down there Sunday, and those th- that testing will continue all the way from Sunday to Sunday to Selection Sunday. And so it'll be every day once we once we get to uh, once we get to Vegas. BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we were just talking about where you're going to be on that seed line. That's always a hot topic and a fun debate for national analysts to have. And right now, it feels like the consensus is BYU is about a seven seed, uh, has a chance to maybe be a six or even a five if you win the tournament down here in Las Vegas. Uh, what's the ideal positioning for you, Coach? Uh, what, what do you think is realistic moving forward on that seed line? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know, I think right now in Lenardi's S-curve, we're the first seven, uh, the first seven seed. So, you know, a, a lot of things are going to shake out. Uh, you know, everyone's going to their conference tournaments, and, and some guys just finishing conference play here in the next few days. So it'll all kind of shake out. I, I think um, clearly, you know, uh, you want to have the highest seed you can if you can't. And then once you get there, then actually probably more important than seeds is matchups. Matchups are so incredibly important, and, and that's what's revealed on Selection Sunday. Uh, you know, our, our number one goal is to be in this tournament, and, and, um, and then number two is just to kind of reach for the highest seed you can, and then it's then let's go. You know, um, it, it's interesting. There's, there's some things out of play, like being placed in a region that's familiar to you now. It doesn't matter because we're all in the same region. We're all in Indianapolis. Um, uh, and so some of those things are taken out of play. Uh, the schedule's a little bit different in terms of, you know, the first four is now back to back with, with the first weekend and, uh, there's less, less travel. Everybody's traveling exactly the same. And so, uh, right now that's it. The focus is really just, Hey, let's make sure we're in, let's make sure we get as high a seat as we can. Those things matter, of course, 
and then the matchups are, are what we're going to be really, really interested in seeing. Last year, you were a dark horse for a lot of people to make a run because you had Yoli Childs on the inside and you had the number one three-point shooting team in the country. Certainly the identity is different this year, which is a credit to you and your coaching staff that you aren't just sticking with the same formula. It's a different business model this year. Defensively, this is the best BYU team since 08. So do you feel like that can keep you in any game and give you a shot at least? I think our defense gives us a lot of confidence. Um, you know, last year it was it felt like, you know, I mean, last year we talked about all year long. It was like, how are we going to grab a rebound? And our team actually functioned really, really solid on the glass, but it was something we were always nervous about. Um, you know, this year we feel like we can go get stops. You know, this is actually this is actually uh, the the most balanced team maybe I've ever been associated with. I think we're give or take a spot twenty six nationally on defense, and we're twenty nationally on offense. Um, we're just a little bit better offensively and defensively. But the fact that we're the fact that we're locked in um, with both of those, you know, on both sides of the ball, we're we're clearly a top thirty team in the country. Uh, I think that's a real strength of this team, and I think it gives us a ton of confidence. Um, I think it means that we can weather uh, um, a lot of different things going sideways in the course of a game. You know, if we don't make shots, hey, we feel like we're really, really solid on the defensive end. We can stay in a game, and and if we're facing a team that's um, an incredibly, incredibly talented uh, offensive team, we feel like we can hold them a little bit, and we can match them uh, on the offensive end. So. I think gives us a ton of, of confidence, not just the balance between offense and defense, but also the depth, also different guys raising up uh, at different times to make plays. I think we have a lot of confidence that we can manage a lot of different situations, which is what you face in very quick order in the NCAA tournament. Coach, it feels and looks like BYU collectively is playing their best basketball as a team right now. It's been uh, a really successful run through February. The metrics have all taken astronomical jumps in the right direction. But you know this team and your players and the feel better than anybody. You're with them every day. So how would you analyze the idea that your team is playing its best basketball of the season right now? I think guys are getting more comfortable um, with each other. You know, we, we talked about it early in the season. When you, when you kind of try and manage a deep roster, it just the learning curve is longer. You don't get as many practice reps together. Uh, you got changing situations in games. Um, you know, it, it just takes longer for that kind of – for that stew to work. And, and uh, I think we all feel confident we're in a good place. Now, none of that matters now, right? Now it's, it's every game is an elimination game. And um, so we just have to go play our best basketball. I think our guys are really focused on that. Uh, you can't, you know, you can't control everything once you get into postseason. But what you can control is putting your best product on the court. And 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 in doing that, the most important thing for us is actually not our depth, and it's it's not it's not us playing our ba- best basketball right now. It's us worrying about the most important things, and we've been able to do that. And so hopefully. You know, we'll roll into this this weekend uh, continuing uh, to be incredibly focused on the things that are the most important. And uh, if we do, we're going to give ourselves the best chance to have success. And that's what you want in the postseason. When you got the job soon after, you and I sat down and you said, I want to make sure that we can tell our guys stories. And I feel like Deep Blue has done a really nice job of that. Gideon George has, of course, exploded. And then ESPN.com jumps on that. So are you pleased with how his story has been able to be told nationally? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable, isn't it? So, you know, I mentioned to you guys that 
uh, you know, we actually uh, received uh, some inquiries from the Nigerian uh, national team now that, that is reaching out to Gideon. And so uh, it, it just is, it is, it is, it is an unbelievable service that, that, that you and Spence provide and that Greg does and that BYU TV does to tell our guys' story. Um, it doesn't just uh, bring us together with our fan base and let us feel like we're all doing this together, but it also uh, gives these guys exposure, and that's kind of the world. I mean, that's the reach of BYU TV, right, and the BYU brand. It, it, it lets the world know about these young men and the extraordinary uh, things that they're trying to accomplish and, the, and the, the goals that they have and the work that they're putting in. And so it's just beautiful. And, and Gideon's just been one example. The feedback we've got on every single one of these deep blues has been so incredible. You know, just Alex Barcelo's story recently is, um, you know, I've had people from all over the country kind of reach out and just – uh, it, just how it speaks to them, and then it obviously speaks to recruits, and it speaks to parents of recruits, and and um, so it's it's just a it's a real gift that we have at BYU, not just to have access to BYU TV and, and the unique thing that it is for a university, but also in generally, and I'm a stroke you guys right now, and you know I, I know you'll like it, but to have such incredible storytellers, right? And that's what we have in Jeremy and Spence and and Greg and the whole deep blue crew and all the BYU TV, it's, 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 you can take in a five minute segment and just key into like the heart of one aspect of, of one of these young men's lives. And it's pretty cool. What's your Venmo coach. Mark? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, we should commend you on uh, everything that, that you're doing as well. And uh, I know that sometimes things like uh, your work and Leanne's work with the Simmons Center for Cancer Research get lost underneath the bright lights of what's happening on you know, national television with basketball. But it's, it's been an unbelievable effort on so many accounts. And so we thank you as well for your effort there. And I know what it means to my family and to the BYU basketball family in that regard. Well, hey, listen, we're in this together, man. This doesn't work without you guys. It doesn't work without me. It doesn't work without these players. And that's what makes BYU basketball so extraordinary is that we're all in this fight together. It's great. Well, Mark, congratulations on the season so far. A lot of work to be done. We're excited about the two tournaments you're going to play in here. And uh, stay COVID-free. Get to Vegas. Let's win some games. Let's bring home a trophy. Let's go to Indy. This sounds like a fun couple of weeks here. Let's go. Hey, can I, can I ask you guys for one uh, really personal indulgence? Sure. You bet. It's my daughter's birthday. She's turning 18 today. She's amazing. What, what's your daughter's name again, for those that don't know? Avery. Happy so what I'd like birthday, to do Avery. Is she the, is she the uh, tennis player? She's a tennis player, big-time tennis player. So if you guys don't mind, I'd like to sing to her. Do we have 10 seconds to do that? Oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Avery. Happy birthday to you. Let's go. Yeah. Happy birthday, Avery. You started a little high, but it's all good. You reached it. No, it sounded great. <laughs> it sounded great. Happy birthday, Avery. Coach, I'm working on the lights for you back down here as well, so we'll take care of that. Hey, so great for you guys. Let's go. Let's have a great month. Let's go is right. Mark, we appreciate the time. Mark Pope on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Listen, Mark's on a singing kick because <laughs> Tuesday at the Pope Show, he sang a couple of times, and then he's singing today. Yeah, House Upon the Rock. 
Yeah, good. there was another one too, right? Yeah. Oh man, a lot, a lot of singing going on here. Oh yeah. goodness. He's, he's hey, hard coming to beat, up, man. Jerem. It's hard to beat. Yeah, it is. We're going to try though with the West Coast Conference Co-Player of the Year, Shaylee Gonzalez, and oh. her incredible social media following. We'll talk to her. She's got a shot. She's pretty good. And is Miller Park the best place to watch baseball, including major league stadiums? This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. March basketball is upon us, and you can relive the most magical run for BYU in the NCAA tournament with our BYU Sports Nation special, The Reviewables 1981 Men's Basketball Today, immediately following BYUSN at 1 Eastern. Let's go! He is Spencer in Vegas. I'm Jeremy Provo. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. Now, ESPN NFL insider Field Yates tweeted out a stat that Zach Wilson has the best completion percentage of any FBS quarterback since 2012 for passes traveling 30-plus yards. 20 for 27. Jeremy, is this stat relevant, meaningful, draft impacting, or is it... Just another stat. If you think no, you're you don't get it. Uh, this is a fantastic stat, one of the best for Zach because he throws an amazing deep ball. And guess what? In the NFL, it's about chucking it down the field, moving the chains, scoring touchdowns, offense. No, Zach Wilson is built for the NFL. Let's go. Field Yates wouldn't have tweeted it if it wasn't impactful and meaningful. This is a big play league. It is dominated by good quarterbacks. Absolutely, it's relevant and. That's why he's projected as the number two pick in the upcoming draft. Come on. The dude's name is Field. Come on, man. Colin Cowherd says Trevor Lawrence is a prodigy, and Zach Wilson is a project. Is that closer to a prodigy or a project? If those are my only two options, I'm leaning closer to a prodigy based on what Chris Sims broke down and what we saw all season from Zach. We knew when he got healthy he'd be great, but... We didn't know that his health would lead to a prodigy-type season. So, I mean, to a degree, every quarterback in the NFL coming out of college is, is a project unless, I mean, you're just special, which is really hard to do. So, Zach's still a little bit of a project, but I'd put him closer to a prodigy than just saying he's an absolute project. I don't know where he's a project. Like, you want him to play a lot of tougher games? Like, what are we talking about? He's a prodigy in the way he has developed as a quarterback over the last couple of years. And he's skyrocketed, not because he's a project, but because he's polished. So, yeah, I, I think he's more prodigy than project. Totally. The MLB on Fox tweeted out the following question with three very scenic pictures of ballparks, asking, which ballpark backdrop do you like best? Skyline? Water? or mountains slash hills. The first two picks are major league venues, Jerem. The mountain pick is Miller Park in Provo. So listen carefully. Is Miller Park your favorite place to watch a major league game? Well, that doesn't make any sense, but just a baseball game. (laughs) Uh, I do love T-Mobile Park in Seattle. It's right on the water. I think it's amazing. Um, I've been to about half the, the team's venues in major league baseball. It's been a fun journey so far. I'm trying to get to all of them. Miller Park's my number two. It's super high up. I absolutely love it. It's hard to beat the scenery. I do love my Mariners in Seattle. Yeah, I love Camden Yards. It's got an incredible backdrop. 
the brick building. Cal Ripken did so many magical things there. Why didn't they throw uh, a brick Park building in San into Diego. this? That's weird. Petco Park in San Diego is incredible as well. I love yeah. that skyline. But every time I call a game at Miller Park, Beautiful. I just soak in the scenery for, you know, at least 10 minutes before we really dive in to the – just sit down and just, just look at the scenery. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, the scenery can't beat it. If it's your favorite place to watch a game, different question. Okay, and finally, it's Daniel Sorensen's mm. birthday. What are you getting him? Just any other former BYU teammate to join him on the Kansas City Chiefs, and there are a few options. Kyle Van Noy, Michael Davis, maybe one of those guys can make their way to Kansas City and join Andy Reid and Daniel Sorensen. So, yeah, happy birthday, Danny. Um, I'd like to give you some more BYU help on your team. As a guy who shaved his head, I'd give him some fresh clippers just to make sure he keeps it nice and tight on the side, and uh, that's the look, you know? (laughs) Okay. Hey, coming up, a combined rise and shout-out that is, frankly, worthy of singing the Cougar fight song for with some extra fervor. So much singing. And the West Coast Conference co-player of the year, Shaylee Gonzalez, on what's better right now for her, her social game or her hoops game. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch BYU women's basketball in their West Coast Conference semifinal matchup on Monday. Coverage begins at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. The bad thing about BYU women's hoops being good is that we don't see them until Monday. But that's a good thing because then they can win one game and then they're in the title game. And our next guest is certainly a pivotal and key member of the women's basketball team. She is Shaylee Gonzalez on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, who also happens to be, and we talk about it all the time, a TikTok and Instagram and social media superstar. (laughs) Shaylee, let's update the numbers here. 193,000 followers on TikTok, 71,000 on IG. What's better right now, your social game or your basketball game? I mean, both are pretty good, but basketball for sure. They, they didn't give you a co-player of the year on social media, uh, you know, this week. No. So congratulations on that. Unfortunately, they don't. What, what did that mean to you? That's Thank a big you honor. so much. Um, I'm, yeah, it is a huge honor um, coming off an ACL injury. I mean, I just have high expectations for myself, um, and I'm just super proud of myself. It definitely was lots of tears, um, lots of hard work that was put into that, and so I'm just blessed and very thankful. Shaley, a sincere congratulations uh, from me as well on winning that Conference Co-Player of the Year. I want to celebrate this award by... Uh, allowing you to feature me in one of your TikTok videos so that I can grow my personal account. So can, can we line that up? Are you good at dancing? Spencer can yeah, dance. Yeah, we totally uh, can. Are you a dance. dancer? <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach That's you. That's to be all determined. Right. Okay. All right. All right. 20 Sounds years good. ago, yes. <laughs> Sh- Shaley, I'm That's seeing fair. at least five purses on the wall. Is that an accurate count there? Uh, there's a few. <laughs> I love collecting purses. I don't know. I just a little fashionista, I guess. <laughs> it's a it's a good number. It's a good number, absolutely. So, <laughs> you guys don't know who you're going to play on Monday. Obviously, you're prepping for uh, at this point what St. Mary's Pacific or San Francisco. So, what's practice mm-hmm. like? Are you focusing on yourself, and then you just kind of see who you get on Monday? 
Um, so we've been practicing, let's see, a little bit on ourselves, but we actually watched film um, for the San Francisco game we played on Saturday. Um, we are thinking we're most likely going to play them. Um, and I mean, that game on Saturday was very frustrating for us. We didn't play very well. And so we needed to look back on that and to learn from that um, and to just be prepared for Monday. Um, we don't know who we're going to play, but I think we have a little bit a good idea. Um, so just to um, prepare for San Francisco right now is our um, what we're doing. Do you want a rematch with San Francisco based on what happened last game with the Dons? Yes, yes, I really do. Um, we just did not play very good basketball on Saturday. Our defense, uh, we struggled on our defense, and I think that um, once we both go to a neutral air, neutral spot and we play and show up, um, I think that we're going to um, take it to them. That will be a matchup to watch, and I like the confidence. I really do. Because you guys dominated in the first matchup. Second matchup, like you talked about on Saturday, mm-hmm. wasn't the same. But, let, hey, let's go round three. Let's go in Las Vegas. Do you guys feel like mm-hmm. you have to win this tourney, Shaley, to get into the dance? Yes, um, especially because we lost that game on Saturday. Um, it's super important for us to buckle down and to win uh, the game on Monday and then also the championship game so we can get that free ticket into the NCAA tournament. At this point, when you look at probably playing San Francisco uh, and you're trying to focus on that game, but does it feel like the championship game would be an inevitable showdown again with Gonzaga? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, last year we were able to – wait, not last year, but the year before, my freshman year, we swept them, and that that whole experience of – playing Gonzaga three times and beating them three times and then um, winning that conference uh, tournament meant a lot to me. And I knew that um, I wanted to do it again. Um, and so coming to the championship game hopefully is super exciting and uh, just another goal that I'm trying to reach for our team. We're talking with Shaley Gonzalez, co-player of the year in the West Coast Conference here on BYU Sports Nation. Shaley, you sustained a knee injury that was kind of under wraps um, until kind of after the Gonzaga game. Uh, was it a sprained MCL, and was it the same knee that you, you tore your ACL on previously? Um, so it was in the St. Mary's game, and I, um, I mean, I took a really big jump stop, and then after that I kind of uh, went off the court, and Jeff, my trainer, he looked at it, and then I warmed up a little bit. I went back in the game and played the end of the game, um, and then the next day it started uh, to be a little bit sore, get swollen. And then the next day I had to get an MRI. Um, and then the doctor told me that I did sprain my ACL and it was the same ACL I had previously torn. Um, and which was very, very scary for me. Um, I'm just super blessed. It could have been way worse. I could have actually torn my ACL again, um, but I knew God was looking out for me. And um, I've just been treating it a lot and getting lots of treatment. I haven't been... Um, in practices like in the whole practice uh, i've been sitting out just taking care of it and watching it and then you play gonzaga and you score 16 you have seven boards that was a big win <laughs> how did you how did you play through that and then how do you feel right now because i i yeah you can you can tell and and for us we're like oh that gives you pause right to be like oh there, there a strain a, a sprain is a a mm-hmm. you know kind of mild tear there yeah um I mean, the doctor, he said that I, he was looking at it and he said that it is totally fine for me to play on it. Um, obviously, I have to be super careful and um, I'm not to my 
100%. I went back a little bit, not to my full potential. And so that's been very, very frustrating. Um, but I mean, after this season, I'll probably um, rest it a lot, not play as much during the summer, um, just to get it back to where it needs to be. Um, I've been back in my um, my knee brace, my pink brace, if you guys have seen that, um, and just being careful with it. Um, it it hurts a little bit when I play, but it's not like too bad at all. Not like pain the whole time, but yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, what type of pain management are you working with when you play on the knee, and, and what's the recovery process like given those unique circumstances? And and coming down here to the West Coast Conference Tournament, when you got to play on Monday and then hopefully again on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not – like a super super bad injury where i can't play at all um it's just like a sprained ankle we're treating it like a sprained ankle so like a couple days i was off um and we've just been icing it a lot watching it a lot and it's eventually going to get better and not hurt as bad um but just trying to treat it like a sprained ankle basically well certainly we hope for the best and hopefully it feel good and everything goes well and you can stay in there because you you guys need to play well, and you need to play well for BYU to go dancing, which would be uh, awesome, which is what you do on TikTok. I think that would be appropriate in hoops as well, so I, I think that's a good match. What's the plan for when you guys leave for Vegas? Are you going to leave Sunday? Yeah, or no. So on Saturday we'll practice, and then we'll fly right out to uh, Vegas. Okay, well, congratulations on the season so far. Certainly a lot of work to be done, and uh, stay healthy, especially that knee. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me. Shaylee Gonzalez, social media star. She also plays basketball at BYU. She's she's <laughs> awesome, right? Like, she, literally, she's a bigger deal on social media than even as a basketball player, and she's a big deal as a basketball player. Yes, but her humility is what throws me off because she's one of the best players in the conference, if not the best player. And uh, you mentioned the numbers that she has on social media, but she's just true to herself. You know, you talk to her, she's very approachable. Um, that's hard to find in, in today's uh, big-time athletes. And when the uh, name, uh, image, likeness stuff comes out and student-athletes can make money, I think she's the female athlete most primed to make some bucks because she's got a social media following. So we'll see what that means for her, but I think she'll be able to take us to lunch is what I'm saying later. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> that, was, that was Shayla Gonzalez on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, Deseret First. You know why. We show how. Coming up, our multiple NFL Combine invites every year. The new expectation for BYU football. And a special rise and shout-out from Provo and Las Vegas as BYU Sports Nation continues on BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shout-Out is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Oh, just a crisp... Zach Wilson throw. Uh, thank you. BYU Sports Nation always on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Our question of the day, should BYU getting multiple NFL Combine invites be the expected standard going forward? And now uh, someone warming up behind you because we're only, what, an hour and five minutes away from our first game of the day, Spence? Yes, it's going to be an insane Friday. Uh, two women's games tip things off, and then uh, 
Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler will call things for Stadium Network tonight. But, yeah, Fri- Friday, Elimination Friday is always, like, the most intense day at the West Coast Conference Tournament. Yeah, let's go. It heats up, right? Um, our elite voice of the day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort in response to the NFL Combine Invites expectation. Brian Buss on Twitter. That would be nice. It would likely mean multiple picks on draft days. Love to see a yearly rotation of a couple of O-line, a D-lineman, linebacker, wide receiver, tight end every other year, a quarterback. Every other year, a quarterback? That's high. Uh, that would mean BYU has it rolling again with great juniors and seniors, depth, and solid developing freshmen and sophomores. I agree with everything but the every other year quarterback. That's, that's I think, uh, a great goal, but in reality probably not going to be the case. A little too ambitious. How about once every four years? Even that feels ambitious. That, to me, it's like six or eight, you know. Be, because right? yeah. th- this, this was QBU, but it isn't now. Um, yes, BYU got John Beck and Max Hall and Taysom Hill and now Zach Wilson. That's great. Um, but that's 15, <laughs> that's 15 years worth. And a couple of the goes, guys were undrafted. And, and, you know, John had a couple years there started. Uh, Max had, what, two starts. Taysom's had three starts. So it, it's good. It's not the 80s, but it's better. That's good. Jeremy, I do think it's fair to expect BYU to put at least two players in the NFL Combine for every season. Yes. I think that Kalani yeah. Satake and his staff, and there's enough talent there. Like that, that, I think that's a fair expectation. Today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. This happened. Uh, the godfather of BYU sports media, Dick Harmon tweeted a video of the cheer team and Cosmo at his neighbor's house, Bruce and Carrie Bushnell, to help give them a pick-me-up after a tough COVID year. And then the uh, backflip by Cosmo at the end. This is awesome. Yeah, I love this imagery here. We all need this to some degree after a rough COVID year. I'm so happy to see things like this happening. How cool is that? They showed up at their house. So uh, shout-out to the Bushnells, and uh, we send our best. Our thanks to today's guests, Mark Pope and Shaley Gonzalez. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. Ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Spencer, I'm Jerem. 81 Reviewables coming up, and then an hour after that, to Eastern Portland LMU and the Women's Hoops WCC Tournament. Go Cougs! <laughs>